0: Ladies and gentlemen, one thing that I have always been very interested in are compressors. Now, yesterday I was amongst some friends, people who create music, people who create content, people who podcast, just like myself. Yeah, I do podcast sometimes, if you don't remember that. But yes, uh, sometimes I do podcast. And when I podcast, trust me, uh, this is something that is probably natural with me, I don't know. But I don't play much with EQ. I never do. It's mostly a high-pass filter at around 65-70 Hertz, sometimes 80, depending on the microphone that I'm using. And it's just basically sometimes when the microphones are really muddy, like the 2040 or something, just a mid-cut. Nothing special, nothing fancy. I don't play around with dynamic EQs. I don't play around with other fancy stuff that people do. But in under the post-processing segment or section, what I'm most interested in are compressors. So I love playing around with compressors. I love trying out new compressors. So I was trying out some compressors. I was with some friends and I asked them about what compressors they're using. Because I'm lucky enough to have friends who create music, who do podcasting, who do live streaming and everything. And Everybody had a different answer to give to me. They were like, uh, my podcasting friend, he told me that, you know, I use just the Pro C2 from FabFilter. And I said, yeah, that's, that's the one that I use as well. And then I moved on to my music friend and he told me that when I produce music for instruments, I use a separate compressor. For vocals, I use a separate compressor. And then when I'm mixing them both, I use a third compressor on the entire mix. So sounded very complicated to me, but sounded really fascinating. So I asked him what compressors he used. And he said that he had, the, he had one of the native instruments, complete VC-160, I think, compressor for transparency. Then he had a two-way compression for some warmth, some tube saturation. And then he probably did some Pro-C2 as well on the entire mix. So that's kind of understandable. The Pro-C2, however, is a really powerful compressor. Then I went to my streaming friend and he told me that uh, I use a plugin which is free from TDR. It's called Kotelnikov or Kotalnikov, I don't know. I'm not probably pronouncing it correct, but that's what it is. So he said that it's a free compressor, it's a plugin. And he somewhat told me that he doesn't like Recom because Recom kind of either compresses too much or compresses too less. So I could understand his viewpoint, you know, different people encounter different problems. So I asked him about, about this Kotalnikov, and he told me that it's a great compressor, you should try this it. free and everything, and I was like, I'm ready to pay, but it should be good, because I keep on trying compressors, then I shared with them that, you know, when I compress, sometimes I use waves compressors, and um, I use the 2 way mostly, for warmth and everything, and then I discovered a few days back that the CLA-76 is also a great compressor, to be honest, it's a fantastic compressor, it's basically, I think it's a, it's a FET compressor, if I'm correct, it's a FET compressor emulation, And the 3A, another plugin from Waves, it is basically their transparent compressor. It doesn't have that tube component to it. So I use all of these compressors interchangeably and I'm pretty happy with them. Currently, you're listening to me on the AKG D5. About this microphone, I would say that this microphone is one of those microphones that sound really good to me on my voice. And this microphone doesn't even require much post processing on my voice. Very nice. Very like the SM, SM58 and the SM57. But I still wanted to throw some compression on this one. So on this particular clip, let's throw the TDR and see what kind of an effect we get. I'll probably just do my regular post-processing on the other fronts. And then we'll just throw the Kotlinikov for the compression. So let's test it out.